We're not trying to get better. We are training to get better. Do yourself a favor and take your plan B and throw it in the trash can and light that shit on fire. If you get one go with this, you can afford to accept nothing short of your own personal excellence. We are going to leave everyone and everything better than how we found them. Now let's get started. Welcome everybody to another episode of iConversations. Uh, you got Coach Dan and as always, Coach Lisa here today. Today we're going to be talking about lessons learned from prep. And these are lessons that happen to apply to everything else in life as well. Everything, yeah. Uh, so before we dive into that, just a quick recap. Lisa, how's your week going? What's new and exciting in your life? Um, all is well. Things are kind of boring right now, and I kind of like that. So nothing, nothing really new to report. I yeah, I've come to appreciate boring so much more. Yeah, yeah. When people are like, "What's new?" I'm like, "Thankfully, nothing." Thankfully, nothing. <laughs> no. Boring. I mean, it's, it's the same stuff, but it's great stuff. It's like early 20s, you like the, you know, up and down and we're going here and doing this. And then like when you get closer to 30 and then beyond, you're just like, yeah, I don't want to do anything. Boring is great. That's what this is. This is 30. Yeah. I just figured yeah. it out. Okay. <laughs> Neat. That's not as bad as I thought it would be. No, it's great. Well, it's about the same for myself. Um, some new athletes. That's always exciting. Yeah. Um, lifestyle with the intention of competing, but it, the intent is when they're ready after, right. uh, you know, at least a year of building, they have some foundation, but both are yep. committed to winning and, and putting in the time necessary to do that. Then you have to. So that's fun. And, um, oh yeah, I, I got a new vehicle. <gasps> you did. I did. I got, I got a forerunner. Um, I'm excited about that. I've wanted a forerunner. But it was just still kind of hard to get rid of the Challenger because I, yes, I really love that Challenger. That was a, a target I car know for, you me did. for so long. Yeah, but it was kind of a lemon. Like I just had so many stinking issues with that thing. Oh, really? That I just ugh, went with Toyota because I'm like, this thing will last me forever. I just have to keep the fluids up and I'll, I'll be fine. I'm not super car savvy, but I can do that. Yeah. The better you take so, care yeah, of the family. Excited. She's like, look at all this room for a family. That's right. So when's that yeah. happening? I was like, you're right. We need to get more dogs immediately. <laughs> that is not what I was asking. And I am sure that's not what Sam was saying. <laughs> well, okay. Lessons learned from prep. Diving straight into it. Um, yeah. I think, and I made a post about this, uh, but I wanted to go more long. A really form. good post. Oh, thank you. Uh, I wanted to be able to just be able to elaborate on each talking point and just uh, dive into them more than the limited caption allows. So the first thing I've learned or first takeaway from contest prep is just how essential it is that we live with intent. We are intentional with every action. And this could probably be its own episode of just yeah. diving into how we live intentionally. I'm going to write uh, that down. Prep. Everything is managed in prep. The way you just dropped me. <laughs> the way you train, the way you eat, the way you sleep, uh, how you think. Everything needs to be towards the ultimate goal. And that's making progress. That's bringing your absolute best self. That's getting better every single day. 
So there's no random, there's nothing random about growth. There's nothing random about personal excellence. That's so true. You don't just happen to wake up one day and be successful or self-disciplined. That doesn't happen. It's all with intention and purpose. That's one of the most common things I think drives me bonkers. And I've even caught this with my siblings is people attribute discipline as like a genetic trait. Mm. You know, they're like, well, you're, you just, I didn't get that same drive, that same discipline. I'm just like, it's a muscle just like everything else. Absolutely. Yeah. It takes daily practice. I don't want to be disciplined all the time, but the freedom is in being disciplined, not living as a a slave. And not only that, but you know, sometimes the way our parents performed is actually a driver for us, whether that be, you know, that we want to be the opposite. Yeah. And, you know, you know, a lot of people that like want to be the opposite of how their parents were. So that's their driving force or they want to be a lot like their parents. So that's their driving force. It can be one or the other. Yeah, absolutely. That comes down to how we choose to respond. Absolutely. So that, that has been a really valuable one that you can take into everything. Like if you have a long-term objective then every step you're taking needs that you need to be able to say why behind it. And the less time you spend mindlessly, the more forward steps you're taking per day. Yep. So pretty simple with with intent. Absolutely. Uh, This one took me a long time. It was not a first prep epiphany. Uh, but be selective with where you place your energy. This is so important for living your life, period. Like that is just one of the most, most important things you can learn as an adult is where and what to give energy to. Yeah, it's, it's especially exaggerated or amplified during prep. Yeah. And then you take that into everything else. And when you're in a more low stress state, yeah, it is just a life quality of life enhancement. Because when you're in prep, you are on such limited energy that it becomes very, you become very hyper aware of how little energy you have to give out if you're going to give it to your prep, you know? So I think that's, it, it just makes you so much more aware of like, the amount of energy you've got and where it needs to be placed. Yes, exactly. You have a, it's a very like specific amount of energy you have and it's diminishing during prep. So you're right. You you begin to treasure it and you look for um, where it needs to be most applied and what areas really we're wasting it. Like one for me is uh, learned it in prep, carried it on. Stop watching the news. Oh my gosh. People think (laughs) I'm so weird. (laughs) No, because I don't I, watch the news. I like, I'm like, no, I don't even, I don't watch TV. I don't watch the news. I don't read things. I don't really, like I get on social media and I like post something. I get right back off. Like sometimes I won't see comments for, you know, weeks or I just, I just can't. I have a hard enough time controlling my thoughts anyway and keeping them in a positive space that I don't need the negativity and all the worry and anxiety that the world brings in and the news brings in to then cloud my brain even more. So, I mean, you know, I don't know about you, but like, if there's something I need to know about, I will look it up and I will look from multiple sources that I trust and deem worthy and I'll read what I need to read. But I do not watch the news. I don't watch the news. No, I, 
I'm 100% with you. It's designed to stir up these feelings of like anxiousness and nervousness. And like the good news doesn't really sell so much. So they, I think they figured that out a long time ago. So right? I just tell people I would rather be uninformed than misinformed. Like it's, Absolutely. It doesn't affect my day-to-day life 99.9% yep. of the time. Yep. So why would I let it affect my peace all the time? Yes. That doesn't make sense. Yes. And that does, you just as you said, social media as well. Yes. Like that's another machine for distraction. It's taking our focus. Focus is your energy. And especially during prep, I cannot tell you how many times I have seen people like sabotage themselves because they're constantly looking on social media and they're like, well, this person is doing the same show as I am and, and I'm worried about how they look or they're, they're leaner than I am already or, you know, something like that. And I'm like, stop that. Stop. That's, and it's like that for everything in life. We all do that. We get on there and they're like, oh, well, their shoulders are bigger or they live in a nicer house or they have a nicer car. They look so happy. You're seeing highlight reels. That's it. You think anybody's going to get on there and post their worst picture? You're you're wrong. Yeah, I I agree. It, it dehumanizes because people re- we step away from the fact, the reality that like everybody has their shit they're going through. And yeah, most people aren't going to show it because it's I mean, ugly. It, yeah, it's tedious. Yeah, it's it's not the highlight. Not, not only but that, that they, I'm not going to share all that stuff either with a million strangers. You know, it's like I don't you know, it's, it's weird to me, but yeah. That gives me a new, I didn't have this as one of the original talking points, but, uh, of one of my bullets, but yeah, uh, avoid comparison like the plague. Yeah. That's, I tell my athletes that because I just recently had one. I'm posing, I'm posing with an athlete and he's telling me like, well, should I be looking up who else is going to be doing this show so I can like work my, to my advantages or find their weak points? And I was just like, what does that look like to you? Are you going to change something about the way you're presenting your best around them? And like, what about the potentially, you know, 10 other people in your class? Yeah. What are you going to control doing that? Yeah. So I was like, how about we just focus on bringing your absolute best. You put those blinders on and don't get distracted. Don't, don't look for others that are going to be doing the show and just know that we are, yeah, we're at peace with what we bring because we're bringing your absolute best. Right. So if you're putting all your focus and energy into killing it each and every day and just pushing yourself to your absolute limit, you really yeah. don't have the time and energy to look, search on Instagram for people that might be stepping into the competition. No kidding. Yep. This also applies to your relationships, oh, the yeah. energy. Mm-hmm. Like, and this is one I think a lot of people have difficulty with. Because while it's, again, like while it's exemplified in prep, in real life, you're just going to have, you need to treasure and value your peace of mind and you need to realize who helps you achieve that and who consistently drains that. Yep. And sometimes it's family. That's a hard one. I'm not speaking as a professional here. I'm just telling you, uh, as a general rule, if I don't find my energy is uplifted or better if i'm not helping them get better and they're not helping me get better i probably am not going to engage in a regular conversation with them right right yep and you're right that just goes on everyday life too i mean it's just the same thing it's like you know even if it's family sometimes you have to pull back from that if they are just constantly sucking and draining energy yep yeah i've been there uh, next talk, next point, no win is guaranteed. So you going in, you cannot control the outcome of what's going to happen. 
That is something that's not within your control. It's something you should not stress. Try to. What you can control is your level of effort, how hard you work, how committed you are. Yep. Yep. That's a stoic principle. It just perfectly applies to contest prep. They were so far ahead, they didn't even realize they were laying the groundwork for bodybuilding. <laughs> for bodybuilding, right. But it's tr- it's so true. Yeah, you just... One, I will always check my athletes if they're assuming a win. Mm-hmm. We compete for first. But the second you start to write it off as you've won, it, like whether yeah. or not you're aware enough to recognize it, you're going to let off that gas pedal. If you think you're on top of the hill, you're not working as hard to climb and fight and get scrap your oh, way. You're to not hungry anymore. Yeah. And Arnold may say that's where all the food is, but, but we're still hungry as hell climbing in, in my mentality. Yeah. So that's what you can control is your level of effort. It's how hard you work, how long you're willing to put in the work. And the longer you're willing to sacrifice and work, uh, the sweeter the reward is going to be. You're trading short hits of dopamine for one big fat dose of serotonin, and it is the ultimate trade-off. Yep. I think that one pretty much covers itself. It really Regret does. Regret the worst possible outcome you can have on show day is oh, not man. last place. It is regret. And and again, in life. You regret what you did not do. You regret what you did not try. You did. You regret the things that you didn't even make an attempt for. You regret what you did not say. Yep. What you didn't say. What you didn't do. Yeah. Absolutely. That's. It's a harsh reminder that, like, there is no going back to change. So you need to do everything fully. You need to not silence yourself now. You need to not live on mute or. Uh, suppressed (laughs) if you can get through show day even if it doesn't go your way and you get fifth place out of five and we're not going to celebrate that you got a medal (laughs) because you still will get a medal at that time that's right you that's a separate subject but if you can look (laughs) into your prep and say i truly gave it my all like i what i stepped on stage with today is the absolute best that i'm capable with capable of achieving today. Right. Then you, you keep your head up. Mm-hmm. You get to still yeah. leave with your head held high. If you look back and you're like, damn, I shouldn't eat those Reese's. I shouldn't have gone off track. Yeah. I should have, should have stopped cutting my cardio five minutes short or right. going low intensity. You actually give an effort. Enough with yourself. If you know that you executed soft, you, you know, you were just kind of like dipping your toes in the water. You didn't dive fully in like, you're going to feel like shit on show day. You're going to feel like yeah. shit on in any place you get. Cause if you get second and you know, you could have executed harder then that's going to be, that's going to be rough. You know, and if you go into show day being like, well, I just have to kind of stand like this so I can hide this, or I just have to pull my shorts just like this or my suit just like this. So that way I can hide this. How good are you going to feel? How confident are you going to feel? Yeah. Well, and that's a, an indication that the job wasn't done. Exactly. Right. Lack of effort. Regret. So avoid that. It's terrible. Mm-hmm. This um, was one of my uh, earliest realizations. And it seems so simple. But it's simple but not easy. Stop viewing failure as a potential option. Mm-hmm. 
like stop considering, stop viewing the option, stop considering the option of deviating from the plan that's laid out in front of you. And it's just that simple. It's like, you don't think like, if you want to keep your job, if you want to get promoted, if you want to win, if you want to excel, you don't think of skipping work as an option. Right. It's just simply part of the necessary steps you have to do. You have to show up at work. You have to perform Mm -hmm. every single day if you want to continue to climb that corporate ladder wherever you're at. Right. This is like the most simple concept. That's the hardest thing to, to really help imprint upon somebody because saying it is one thing, but really getting that mindset mindset to shift is a whole nother. And it's, I'm like, if you're even considering like stepping away from your diet or cheating, like reframe that as you're considering taking second place. Yep. Because the first place, the overall champ, they're not cheating on their diet. They're not cutting short on reps or effort, taking it easy, going through the motions one day because they're so tired. Yeah. They're already executing everything to a perfect T. So you have to do that at least. I have actually heard people say things like, well, they give medals to the top five. So even if I don't get first place, you know, they're already counting out like how many people can beat them and they'll still get a medal or they'll still be in first call outs. I'm like, oh man, you're already planning for, you're planning to take home fifth place when you're saying that kind of stuff. Yeah, that'd be hard. I, I sincerely hope that wasn't a team icon athlete saying that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, you just have to have the mindset of whatever it takes by any means necessary you will do the, everything you can in your power to win. Like I said, and that's if you do that, that then you've had your victory. It's mm-hmm. not always going to be a first place. Sometimes it, it's a pain in the ass when it's not. But again, you have that peace of yeah. mind. You have that trust in yourself knowing you gave it everything you had. Today wasn't the day. Right. Most of the time today is going to be the day if you put in the work long enough for hard enough. Yep. And that's a pretty cool yep. feeling. Yeah. This was, again, I think I say this a lot in different ways, but it's definitely a pet peeve of mine. Another point, stop talking about it. Mm. Just And this goes for everything, but in prep, it is so steep and prevalent. Stop talking about it. Just, Just be about it. Just do it. Yep. If you are somebody who's continually posting your treadmill, fasted cardio for prep, talking about you're hungry, talking about you're tired, you know, trying to be like C-bum, whatever you think that means to you. <laughs> you're just not yeah, doing it right. That's, again, that's an energy leak, whether or not you want to recognize it. Yep. Like, the, I don't know if you're going for like pats on the back or sympathy, but you're spending energy where you could apply it into your execution. Mm-hmm. But also when we talk about it and people are already like, we're telling people, Hey, I'm, I'm going to do a bodybuilding show in eight weeks. You're like, man, that's so cool. Whether you realize it or not, you're getting a little dopamine spike. You feel accomplished mm-hmm. from those early congratulations that you have yet to earn. Yeah. That's going to pull away from the total drive. It does, and you and I have both, I think done 
ninja preps, you know, where we've told nobody what we were getting ready to do and then did a show and we're like, hey, this is what I just did. This is how it went. And that's it. End of story. There is some level of like, you know, it helps people to know like, oh, what you go through during prep and they want to see your journey. And, and I get that to a certain extent. But it, like you said, it is a it's, it's expending my energy out by doing those types of things. And not only that, but if you're relying on that, like those comments to come back to you when you post, I'm at the gym at 4.30. If you're relying on those comments as like your motivation and what keeps you going, you're not going to be able to keep going because other people can't sustain that for you. You know, and if that's what you're looking for or those pats on the back, because that's what gives you, gets you hyped up, it's not going to last. A hundred percent. And I think that also is, speaks to a deeper rooted issue when you're looking for that oh, yeah. external gratification. Yep, for sure. Which is a very common if, if somebody's continuing to talk about it. I agree. There's a lot of value in showing your process, but remove any form of complaint or virtue signaling. Like, right. It just, it's such a slippery slope because I agree. The Ninja Prep was, have been my absolute favorite. You just show up and people Mine are- Mine too. Yep. I mean, I like and, to see the shock those, faces backstage. To be honest, those were the ones that felt, that was the one that felt the most peaceful and the most, I felt the most calm. I felt the most um, uh, relaxed and like I was not nervous on stage at all because nobody knew what I was doing. So it was just kind of like, you know, I don't have to answer any, I did not answer my phone for the entire day of that show that I, the last show I did and nobody knew I was doing it. And I loved it. Just like, it's just me, nobody else, you know, and I, I love that. Yeah, I think that's the most fulfilling way to approach it because you are answering to only your expectations. Yes. Yep. Absolutely. And not having to, you know, deal with like 8,000 text messages on show day that people are like, good luck, good luck. And it's all great. And it mean, they mean well and stuff. But again, it's expending energy and taking my focus off where the focus needs to be. That's just my opinion. But, you know, it was just kind of nice. Yeah. There's, it's a tricky slippery slip balance Yeah, because I love to ninja prep, but as a coach yeah, and it's so important for me to lead from the front. If you don't see any of what that entails, you just see the end result. You don't have realistic expectations of what it takes. That's true. Yes, absolutely. So uh, part this of me is like, Oh yeah, I'm definitely I'm gonna ninja prep, not tell a soul where I'm going to pop up. But then I just think of having that conversation with like Steven and Tony and they're going to be like, do you realize how much traction you can gain? How much, you know, like visibility you yeah, can offer? I mean, your- it's a little different when we're talking about coaches versus business versus, you know, our, yeah. our athletes, right? Like, but yeah. But as an athlete, try out a ninja prep. See, you know, try just it communicate out. it with your coach. That's so good. Definitely don't be, I mean, stay visible for your coach. Yeah. But you everyone else. You need to talk to them on show day. Yeah. Yeah. That'd probably answer their calls if they're not there, but everyone else just, they don't need to know. And and to be honest, like one of my favorite facts, little Bo, Bo Jackson facts is he, the only people he had told that he was going to be making it as an NFL superstar were himself and his girlfriend. And then he did it. And then he just, it was before ever. And before he ever made it into the league, and those are the only two people he ever talked about it to himself and the closest person to him. Yep. And look how phenomenal of an example he is as an athlete. Right. Right. So don't talk about it. Be about it. Just be about it. Mm-hmm. 
It's not too late to change the title of this one, right? <laughs> <laughs> Don't talk about it. Be about. It. Well, those are my lessons. I'm sure more will come to me over time. This will be lessons version one. Yeah, version one. Because there's a lot. There is a lot, and it does go hand in hand with us talking about like advice to first time competitors too. So go back and listen to that one if you haven't already because we reference a lot of good things in there to learn before you do a prep, um, before you commit to a show. And there's a, there's a lot of lessons that I learned in that as well. I have one more. Okay. I'm listening to you fully in tune. It is valuable to go back <laughs> to that episode. Don't let, I don't want to seem disingenuous here. No, yeah. This is another lesson that I, I was thinking on uh, quite a bit just last night. And so much bodybuilding is a very individual sport, mm -hmm. but the greatest athletes, the champions, the ones that set the strongest example and can repeat their success, recognize that they don't get there alone. Yeah. yeah. And I think that is, uh, that's something everybody needs to adopt. And if you're somebody that thinks you're all on your own, you know, nobody's got your back. I mean, it's you against the world like recognize that you could simply reframe your perspective. And if you had a more grateful mindset, you would see the people that do have your back that are helping you in one That's way right. or another all throughout the day, That's all right. throughout your prep, all throughout your process. So yeah. keep, and this will help every part of your life. Keep a perspective of gratitude, recognize those that are in your corner and, and express your appreciation to them. Yeah. And on the flip side of that, if you're a coach, not congratulating yourself <laughs> instead, you know, giving all the props to the client that did all the work to the, the athlete that put in all the hours that did all the, the hard part, you know, it's, it's all them. It's got nothing to do with, with us. 100%. That's one of the main reasons I chose Matt Jansen to be my coach mm -hmm. because he has, he is executing at the highest level better than anybody for the past year and a half. Mm-hmm. And it's always about, look what they did. Look how amazing this person That's is. Right. Look how hard they've been working and they That's accomplished. Right. It's never, look what I did. Yep. That's how it should be. Like, it's cool because even on like the imagery you see, he's off in the background, off to the side. Like it is not him in the center picture here. Right. And that's very representative of, of the way he offers attention and credit and, mm -hmm. and reward to his athletes. Yep. And that's exactly the type of coaches we are like. It's never like, oh my God, look how amazing we are. Look at all this work we did. Right. I, I am look the compass us. and we take no steps. They do all the walking, all the working and we point the right way. That's right. That's it. Yeah. I like that talking point. Way to end it with the best one. <laughs> well, it's kind of on your talking point. So I can't take credit. Okay, everyone. Well, thank you again for listening in. Uh, we look forward to talking to you guys next week. Uh, as always, oh, hit like and subscribe. I never think to say that. I know. But we would yeah. really appreciate that. And rate us. I mean, if, if this is bringing you value, if it made you think, go ahead and give us five stars. If you're not going to give us five stars, probably don't rate us. <laughs> share it everywhere. Yeah, share it everywhere. Let's get out conversations in Let's everybody's car. Yeah, that's right. All right. Thanks, everybody. We will talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Right,